My name is Emma Martin, and this is the Lazy Keto Mum Podcast. If you are looking for help with keto and low carb, you have come to the right place. Hey guys, I am joined by a very special, exciting guest today. Her name is Dr. Avi Charlton. I, of course, am Emma Martin, the Lazy Keto Mum. So I'm here today talking to Dr. Avi, who is from the Low Carb Clinic in Melbourne. And she is, I guess, I want to say early adopter. It's not really early, but she's one of the few doctors that are in this space talking about keto, low carb, and, and how to make it sustainable. And when I heard you talk, Dr. Avi, at Low Carb Down Under, I was so inspired. And you're just so lovely to listen to. And you're so authentic and so frank. And I reached out to you. How are you today? I'm very good, Emma. Thank you for having me. This is Lovely having me on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you because, of course, you're coming up to speak at Keto Retreat in July, but then you're also speaking at the Melbourne Low Carb Road Show. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I'm speaking in the Melbourne Low Carb Road Show for Real Life Medicine in May, and I'm very excited to go to Gold Coast in July to go to, go to your Keto Retreat. So that's another mini holiday for me. That's lovely. Well, it's really exciting and I'm so excited that you're coming up. I'm excited about everything. I just I feel like the groundswell of real food is starting to not fall on deaf ears anymore. Is that how you're feeling? Yeah, absolutely. I really want to spread the word. I want to tell everyone this is the way to improve the health and improve the eating. Everyone should be not eating the crap and especially the sugar and the processed food at least. And if they realize the carbs that also become sugar, they should at least reduce and stop eating the carbs, which is actually the crap as well. So I really like to spread the word about all this. I think you're right. People just don't understand. Like we we know sugar isn't good for us, but we don't understand that those carbs turn into sugar. Let's talk about that a little bit later. Let me ask you a couple of questions about your journey because you obviously are passionate about this. I can hear it in the way you're speaking. Where did that begin for you? What, what Was there a catalyst? Yeah, absolutely. So a few years ago, I my kids become a little bit older. I try to lose weight and get out and have my own interest. So I joined the local gym and the gym had a eight-week body transformation challenge and I joined it just for the sake of participating and having fun and give it a go. So the gym instructor gave me a program and I had to follow a spreadsheet of the macros that that he prescribes. So a certain amount of protein, certain amount of carbs and certain amount of fat. And it's basically a low-carb diet and I did it and did the gym, of course, and I lost four kilos, four percent body fat, and I was happy. And that was all that I had to lose. Being Asian, I'm not very big overweight anyway, but I felt much better. I had more energy, and yeah, so that opened up my my interest in learning about low carb. And yep. uh, 2019, there was a low carb for doctors conference in Melbourne. So I joined this weekend lecture series for two days, I think, organised by Low Carb Down Under, and I heard 
lots of doctors talk like Lucy Burns and Rob Sabo. They all talked about the, the medicine behind low carb. And I started to listen a bit more, looked a bit more, and I did courses on Nutrition Network, looked into websites and affiliate with Diet Doctor and Low Carb Down Under. And I now call myself a low carb GP because back in last year in August, I decided that I'm going to open my own low carb clinic. I've been incorporating low carb medicine into my usual general practice anyway and have fantastic results. And quite often people will seek me out because of my, I listed my name in the low carb down on the website. So people seek me out anyway, even before I started the low carb clinic. And then I started this clinic. I put a sign up, Melbourne Low Carb Clinic. People see me on the street and I give out pamphlets and I market it myself. And these people who come to my clinic get 45 or 40 or 30 minute consultations. They get a very comprehensive plan on what I think they should do incorporates not just nutrition but also other lifestyle things like managing sleep, managing stress, exercise, mindfulness and the mindset, all those things. And they really get good results. Like I have had a lady who saw me for about three months and she's lost 10 kilos. It's amazing. (laughs) So I'm so happy with all this going on. That's so exciting and congratulations. You'd be feeling probably the difference, you know, from a couple of years ago to now where people have actually gone, oh, wow, maybe this isn't a fad. Can you explain to our listeners or our viewers why this maybe isn't a fad? Give us the basics. Absolutely. I think we really need to look at how our species is made. We need to eat according to our species, feeding our nutrition. So different species need different types of food, like the dogs and the human are actually very, very close in our genes. So the dogs eat mainly meat as well. And humans eat need a lot of protein, especially in the form of meat, eggs, chicken, fish. That's what I usually like to tell my patients to eat. And all this latest westernized diseases it's all come about because of our modern diet especially the sugar and the processed foods and even the carbohydrates that we're eating with wheat wheat flour is all processed as well they are highly processed foods and they are just too much of the wheat and wheat products that we're eating it's very very sad that the the modern diet has led to so many modern diseases, including diabetes, obesity, and other inflammatory conditions like cancer, Alzheimer's disease, and polycystic ovarian syndrome, many, many more. So, yeah. I think that people, you, we were talking about it earlier, that you, and you just touched on it then, about wheat and flowers to, and starchy carbs turning into sugar. What, what is the actual process of that in the body? And, you know, because when you cut out sugar, it's you just think, okay, donuts, I can't eat them anymore, or lollies. But the, to take it to the nth degree and think about starchy carbs, like what's the process in the body that happens there that turns it into sugar? Yeah, absolutely. Carbohydrates, just the glucose molecule linked together. So 
It's carbs, it's all sugar, it's basically glucose molecules all linked together. So sugar is half fructose, half glucose. So all the carbohydrates is basically fructose and glucose. Glucose raises the blood glucose and fructose goes through the, the liver to be broken down and can only be broken down by the liver. So if you have too much fructose, fructose can be part of the sugar or actually fruit or fruit juice or soft drinks have very high fructose. They can actually increase your risk of fatty liver disease. And that is the pre-diabetes condition and disrupts your metabolic health. That's your body's not functioning properly, basically. Yeah, that's a great description. Thank you for explaining that. Your talk at Keto Retreat in July is about metabolic health. What what does that actually mean, metabolic health? Metabolic health just means how your body is burning energy. So you eat your food and your body uses the food to burn energy. That's metabolism. So very easily explain the body uses, how your body uses the fuel. So if you've got disrupted metabolic health, if your body is not functioning properly, you can't use your fuel properly. So the fuel is not burned properly, your mitochondria doesn't work properly, then the fat gets stored into other body parts. Quite often it's stored in in the liver or in your abdominal fat, the adipose tissue in the belly. So we really need to optimize our metabolic health. And to do that, we need to prioritize our nutrition, eat properly, exercise, look after our sleep, all those pillars that I always talk about in terms of our lifestyle. That's, and that's a really interesting point because eat properly, I mean, what we've all been doing is following the food pyramid and having our six, seven, 83 serves of carbs a day. Like when when you're talking about eating properly, if people don't know what that means, like what, what, what would you suggest to make that really simple for people? Absolutely. Eating properly is means different things to different people. Everyone that comes into my clinic says they're eating healthy, they're eating great. And then I've got <laughs> I've got a tea out what exactly does that mean what exactly are you eating if you're eating according to the food pyramid with five or six serves of carbs a day that is just way too much carbs for our species so i think there's a, a an ideal protein intake that we have to have so we need to meet our protein requirements that mean that's the first thing with eating properly at with an ideal body weight, we need to eat at least one or if not 1.5 or 2 grams per ideal body weight. So if I'm 50 kilogram, I would need, and I exercise a lot, so I would need about 100 gram. So that's basically three steaks a day. <laughs> that's how I usually <laughs> talk to You don't have to ask me twice. I'm all in for three steaks a day. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all go, oh, I can't eat three steaks a day. I can't eat all the eggs. But the most nutritious food, nutritious food I think is the protein. And we also need our healthy fat because the healthy fat is required to 
fuel our brain, fuel our muscles and have cholesterol for hormones and bring our fat-soluble vitamins A, D, E, and K into the body. So protein and healthy fat is essential. And then there's carbohydrates. Sorry. You go. And then there's the carbohydrates. Some depends on your metabolism. So if you are metabolically healthy, you can probably burn those glucose away. And so you can allow yourself some of the glucose in terms of carbohydrates. But ideally, eating not processed carbohydrates will be really healthy and not cause other problems like inflammation. So the good carbohydrates includes the fruit and the root vegetables. And depending on how good or how not good your metabolic health is, you can't tolerate too much carbohydrates because it all becomes glucose in your bloodstream. I've always said that I'm a really good fat storer. <laughs> My body's like really good at storing fat. And it, it, I just, I think most of us have struggled for so long. And you brought up a really interesting point. You've brought it up a couple of times about the fact that our species, we're supposed to eat, we have those kind of teeth for a reason, right? We have the eye teeth to tear the meat and, uh, you know, three steaks a day, I'm in. I think we protein and fat, obviously they're packaged together perfectly for us, aren't they? Absolutely. That's right. Nature made them into little lamb chops and all of those sorts of things. So so is there a way to, like, I mean, if you can't eat three steaks, are you getting enough protein? Most people aren't getting enough protein is what I'm seeing. And to be made aware and telling people you need that much protein, we should prioritise it, just makes them aware and they can sometimes do little things to increase their protein. So people are fearful of eating so many eggs. If I tell them eggs is actually fine, they've been they've been demonized wrongly. Then they can increase the number of eggs, like two or three eggs a day. Then they can increase the size of the steak or chicken. Or if the steak isn't big enough, sometimes you have to share it amongst the, the rest of the family, then you can add an egg or two into the meal as well. So those are the little things that I teach my patients to increase the amount of protein <laughs> amazing i'm so glad you do telehealth so i'm like i'm gonna have to teleport to melbourne <laughs> but you, you talk to people all across australia right yeah that's right so i do telehealth with the video call so 45 minutes or 35 minutes i can organize blood tests through an email so i can email you a blood test form and I can do checkups, then we can do a plan, I can email you everything. And yeah, because of COVID, we can all Zoom each other and talk to each other interstate. So yeah, that's been great. That is cool. And I think there's some big, I mean, COVID was a bit rubbish in the fact of a lot of things, but it's allowed all of us to think outside the square and to do things a little bit differently, which I think is great. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So if I was coming to you and I needed the, let's say I didn't know anything about keto and low carb, let's say I had, you know, diabetes and we'll we'll talk about your defeat diabetes trial in a tick, but let's say I had that, what would be the first three things you would say to me? Obviously, you know, this is not a medical consultation, but if I, if you didn't know me, what were the three best bits of advice you would give to me to begin that kind of journey? 
So if you come in to see me and you want to lose weight and you're a diabetic and I introduce this to you, I would want to make you aware that we should optimize our eating and most people who think they're eating healthy isn't. So to clean up your eating, then you can improve the diabetes, improve control and make your body work properly. And quite often you will lose weight and get more energy, feel better, less bloated and reduce the risk of complications of diabetes. So to, yeah, to start eating healthy, we need to eat more protein, we need to eat less carbs, like bread, potato, pasta, sugar, and even fruit. And you need to eat less frequent because a lot of people just snacks nonstop or they're having four or five coffees with milk and sugar. It's not the coffee that's a problem. It's the milk and sugar <laughs> that spikes the insulin nonstop. And people just don't realize that if they keep snacking and keep grazing, going to the pantry, they wreck their body, the bowel doesn't get to rest, and their metabolism is ruined, and the insulin keeps producing that it becomes insulin resistance. Sometimes I say, if you keep working your insulin, your insulin doesn't want to work. So insulin just keeps making more and more, and it doesn't want to work because you worked it too hard. So we've got to rest the insulin by eating food that doesn't spike your insulin, which is the protein and the, the fat. So the carbs will spike your insulin. And we need to not work it so frequently by eating less frequent. So that's what I say at the clinic all the time anyway. <laughs> Those are amazing tips. And I think if people just did that, they'd be well on their way. I mean, obviously there's a whole stack of other things, you know, the mindfulness and, you know, medications and all that sort of stuff. But I think that is just the best tip for somebody starting out going, wow, where do I even begin? You mentioned cholesterol, actually. I'm curious because I know you're going to speak a little bit about cholesterol at the retreat, but doesn't fat give us cholesterol? Yeah, that's why a lot of doctors aren't very keen on the keto diet and they're fearful of fats. And the saturated fats has actually been wrongly demonized. There's actually a lot of studies now coming out saying that saturated fat doesn't actually increase the risk of heart attacks. And surely it, in the, some individuals, it does increase your LDL and cholesterol. Mm -hmm. But I've now, in the last few years, come to understand that it's not really the total cholesterol and the LDL, which is the risk of metabolic syndrome. So most doctors actually know the definition of metabolic syndrome. There's five criterias. And to satisfy metabolic syndrome, you only need three. So what the five criteria is, is increased waist circumference, high blood pressure, increased fasting glucose, reduced triglyceride sorry high triglyceride is the the criteria and yeah. a reduced hdl so you normally need three out of the five to become metabolic syndrome and in this criteria there's no total cholesterol or ldl in this criteria so we really when we look at the cholesterol profile we should look at the triglyceride if your triglyceride is high higher than one or even 1.5, that's no good. 
if your HDL is lower than one, that's no good. So those are more important criteria for your metabolic health. Mm-hmm. And the total cholesterol and the LDL, it goes up with lots of other things as well. There's other studies actually showing that a high total cholesterol is actually makes you live longer and reduces your risk of cancer and Alzheimer's disease. So you thought that that fat would be so good for us. And you mentioned hormones before. We need dietary fat for hormones. Or, or you poor women, if you're struggling, then there's your answer. Yeah, we can actually do other tests that can check out if this high cholesterol is of worry or not. Yeah. Quite often I organise a special test called LDL subtractions for these people with high cholesterol and their doctor is worried. Yeah. So this... LDL subtraction test tells us what sort of cholesterol, what sort of LDL you've got. The big fluffy LDL type 1, type 2 are actually quite safe and they are not atherogenic, means they're not likely to clog your arteries. And then we can also get the calcium score and see if you've got pre-existing calcium in your artery, in your heart. So those are the tests that I organise a lot. And they tell us a lot more information than the total cholesterol test. Fabulous. Wow. I can't wait to hear more of what you're speaking about that. That's exciting. So I think, where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm very active on the socials. So on Facebook and Instagram, my handle is Dr. Charlton Low Carb GP. Yep. If you look at Melbourne Low Carb Clinic, that's got the handle on Facebook, on Instagram as well. And my website is www.mlcclinic.com.au. And uh, you can book me, you can organise a 15-minute discovery call if you're not sure of my services. Just have a chat with me first. And uh, you can book online on my website. Amazing. So we'll link all that down below, guys, so you can find Dr. Avi. And I think absolutely take advantage of that free call. Come and see us speak. Come and see Dr. Avi speak, Melbourne Real Life Medicine, Low Carb Roadshow. And in July, you can catch her on the Gold Coast at Keto Retreat. Just really briefly, before we wrap up, tell me a little bit about your defeat diabetes. You're looking for people to come on board? Yeah, absolutely. So the defeat diabetes. Trial. The V Diabetes is a program signed by our wonderful professor Peter Bruckner. And there's a PhD student that's trying to organize a trial, recruiting 100 Australians to try and reverse their diabetes or at least improve their diabetes and reduce their medications. So I'm eagerly helping the La Trobe University research group in recruiting their patients. So if you're in Melbourne, you can come and see me. If you're Australia-wide, you can book telehealth. And if you submit me your numbers for blood pressure and waist circumference, you can we can still do telehealth. And so we just have to get blood tests and body measurements and you get the Defeat Diabetes Program, which is an app or computer-based program. You get that program for free. And we catch up again three months and six months and 12 months after to repeat the blood test. 
So the app will, you get, get it for free, but the consultation I still have to charge because it still work for me. And I do this research for La Trobe University with no cost, but I'm, I love helping this course and we can do our own Australian research on how we reverse, reverse diabetes and improve the outcome. So yeah, everyone is welcome to book in with me and we can talk about signing you up for this trial. Amazing. You got that is such important work because people need to know that diabetes can be reversed quite easily and quite quickly if they understand the mechanics. Dr. Avi Charlton, thank you so very much for your generous information and sharing all that with you, with us. I can't wait to see you in a month and then another couple of months. Thank you so much once again. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for having me. can't wait to come to Gold Coast to do a mini holiday and talks as well. Amazing. Well, we'll see you there. Have a most wonderful day. Thank you, Emma. Thank you.